Check one, two. What's going on, everybody? Mm. Changing up the uh, the title track here. This is a, a song called "Tonight Is the Night." Gets you in that sexual mood. You know, light some candles. Get the foot lotion out. The French tickler in the second drawer to the left. Take it all out and just get comfy with it. Mm, mm. This song makes me feel good. Uh, I'm gonna upload the uh, the whole little uh, ditty. Onto my Patreon. Mm. So you can listen to the whole thing there. Uninterrupted. By my annoying voice. Patreon.com slash Daniel Mark. The song is called Tonight is the Night. Little demo I'm working on. Um, most of the episodes I've been opening with another tune of mine. An instrumental tune I wrote called Theme from Crab Nebula. Uh, which I also love. That tune gets me hyped up every time I listen to it. But um, anyway, I thought I'd give you guys a little something easy to ease back into things. And I'm back, baby. I'm back from Colorado, safe and sound. I had severe anxiety going into it. Um, you know, severe, severe anxiety going into it, but that's okay. Um, and why did I have anxiety? Because of the snow. It said it was going to snow that first day. It was the longest um, dry streak, I'm sorry, the second longest dry streak in Colorado history, meaning it was like 230-something days since the last time it snowed in Denver. It snows in Colorado all the time, but the metro Denver area has been super dry, and um, anyway, it's finally uh, snowing there again, but the metro area doesn't really get much, so it it snowed, it snowed uh, about an inch that day, and... uh, Flights were a little bit delayed, but by the time that we landed, all the snow had, was starting to melt already, was off the roads, was off the main roads that we needed to take from the airport into um, into the, the the city to check into the hotel, so everything was, was totally fine, and then the next few days were, were cold, but uh, not even that bad. By Sunday, it had warmed up, all the snow had melted, um, and that was that, so I had a little anxiety going into it. Because I can't stand the travel and the snow and the ice, especially when you're driving other people around. <clears throat> it's one thing if you're driving yourself around, you just kill yourself. If you spin out, it's totally fine. When you have four or five people, uh, you know, including, uh, you know, some people that a lot of people care about. You know, not that people don't care about me. Uh, every, everybody is precious cargo. But um, if I kill Melvin Seals, um, it won't be good. It won't be good. So every trip, I kind of think about that for a second. Oh my God, I hope I'm not the guy that kills Melvin Seals. So anyway, it was totally fine. Uh, we got into the hotel. The shows were great. Thank you everybody for coming out and just having a good time. Sometimes that venue gets a little crazy. And um, if you've never been to so many roads, museum, and brewery, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to explain it. But basically, if you've ever been to a fraternity party, 
uh, and let's say this was like the hippie guys, you know, the long hairs and they're smoking weed and there's tapestries all around the house. It's not the rugby house. Okay. It's not the hockey house. This is the hippie house that's throwing parties downstairs, still has the music downstairs and everything. If that guy kept throwing parties after college for about 30 more years, 40 more years, that would be this, this venue. It basically feels like you're walking into a college party every single night, uh, which can be cool, a little scary, a little scary, but can also be, you know, really fun. It's kind of like the Wild West out there. We're talking about how so many cities, you know, it's just kind of, it's corporatized and it's safe and it's sterilized. You know, so many cities now, you can't do anything. When I moved to Kingston, we were able to do anything. The mayor was fucking nuts. Anything we asked for it was completely fine. I, mean, I loved him, but then it came out. The, the, these audio tapes came out of him screaming at all of his employees. But I like that, and I frankly I think those employees should have gotten screamed at. You know, some employees need a good screaming at once in a while, especially from a a giant of a man like Shane Gallo, Mayor Shane Gallo. Uh, he's definitely doing blow in his office, but I really liked him. He was super supportive of the arts. Um, at the gym every morning uh, when I was going like once a month. But every time I went that once a month, he was always there. So I figured he was probably there every day. Just raging at these weights. And um, anyway, he let us do kind of anything we wanted in Kingston. And it really allowed Kingston to grow, BSP to grow, Uptown to grow, the arts community to grow in the Hudson Valley. And, and, and Shane doesn't get enough... Um, recognition for that because he kind of was given the old boot and they brought this little pigeon toed motherfucker on uh i don't even know his name i don't like the new mayor he don't really do anything for him he's kind of meek what i'm looking for in a mayor is like a hawkish i need a protector i need somebody that's not afraid to get out there and get their hands dirty and the, the new guy just don't seem like he's it he's very nice i guess but you can't trust the nice people you know but the nice people have something to hide. That's why I like Shane so much. I said, this guy's not hiding anything. He's completely fucking out of his gourd. He's, he's almost losing it. He's on the edge of losing it. And um, could scream at people at any time. But anytime we asked for a permit, uh, permission to do something, we had a new idea for a party, it was, yeah, go ahead and, and get it done. And you can't really ask for anything better than that. That's... That was an, an amazing time. And now all these, these cities are so sterilized. Um, and you can't have any fun. It's like, you know, remember people talk about the old playgrounds in the 70s and 80s, how they were death traps. Uh, and then they kind of sterilized everything. That's how the U.S. feels right now. It feels like everything's been childproofed. It really does. But when you go to Denver and you go to So Many Roads Museum and Brewery, there's all the childproof tactics have been taken off. You can really do your own thing. Master of your own destiny for the evening. And I like that, the kind of bars that you can get lost in different corners. I don't know if you've ever been, you know, the I don't like just a big bar where you, where you walk in and see everything. I want little places you can get lost in and... This, this bar is great for that. You can kind of, there's little hideaway corners and different rooms. And now he's got all these pinball machines. It's kind of like a Grateful Dead haven, a, a hippie, a hippie haven, if you will. And the shows were really good. We were joking that, you know, we weren't sure if, uh, if Melvin would still be able to play. He was sick and uh, he had a, a TIA 
which is basically a mini stroke. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, now all the news is out. He was kind of keeping it under wraps for a while. And I understand. I don't want people to worry about him. He thought it was kind of a minor thing, a stroke, you know. Um, but anyway, he said he was feeling good right off the bat and came back and just played his ass off. The whole band seemed super happy to get back together, get back on stage, and just do what they do. And so I had a great time, super straightforward weekend, got some Tacos Los Compas um, after the second night, which is the 24-7 spot in Denver um, for tacos and like late night burritos and everything. What else did we do? I, I kind of got everything in. Went to the weed store. You got to go there. Denver, basically, weed stores are like 7-Elevens. You just, it's very casual. <clears throat> uh, and they got a store there called Euflora. Shout out Euflora. They know me by now because I go in there every time uh, that we're on the road <clears throat> in Colorado. And uh, what else? Did the Voodoo Donuts run? We had our barbecue place, or Smoking Yards Barbecue right across the street, so... Everything really went very nice. Really nice to see everybody there. And uh, some people I didn't get to see. Hopefully I'll see you next time around. And the people I did, bless your hearts. Bless your hearts. Um, it really was a was a fun time. And I uh, just wanted to get back and um, do an episode. Get back in the swing of things. Um, you know, just kind of let people know that everything is uh, is going good. But now all the work is starting to pile on again we really had a we had a month where it was just well it was it was quiet and I like quiet I like quiet quite a bit and uh that was nice I got a was able to start the podcast again and get into a, a routine for that and uh but now all the work is back now everybody's hitting me up people are thinking about new year's uh, the boys got a um, a gig this weekend out in California. I won't be there. I'm going to be in Kingston getting some stuff ready here for uh, the eventual New Year's gig. We're going to be in. I'm going to be in Blue Lake, California, also with Melvin Seals, hanging out, doing the hang. It's some casino over there. I forget the name of the casino. Sapphire Blue Sapphire. I don't know. Crystal. I don't know. Um, we'll be over there for three days. I hope I see some people out there and then Jamaica and then we're doing a whole bunch of stuff about every two weeks. We're going to be out and doing some different things. We're going to Vegas, Arizona, some places in California. Um, where else? New Mexico. I think there's a couple of, uh, uh, dates and then we'll take a little break and then we're doing our April tour, uh, that, you know, our, our usual tour, which we do. And we normally Melvin Seals does two tours a year and it was in March and October. You know, we do those two big tours and then we do a bunch of fly dates in the summer. This will be the first year that Melvin's actually going to move the tour to April. It's like a mid April rather than March. So from my lips to God's ears, it'll be nice and warm out and, um, or at least getting warmer out and it won't be the bitter cold of March and um, tour dates got just got released yesterday, so go check them out. We're going kind of all around the Northeast like we usually do. Popping down south, we'll be in Virginia, um, the Poor House in South Carolina. There's a couple of cool, cool ones I'm looking forward to. One or two Brooklyn Bowls that we're that we're gonna do. I think we're gonna do the Philadelphia. And are we going back to Brooklyn? 
I don't know. Somebody can tell me. I don't know. I don't have all the dates down, but we're really looking forward to it. And, um, and yeah, it's just going to be, um, it's going to be back, back to the road, baby. And what am I excited about in the new year? Now we're really starting to think about the new year. You know, my birthday is past. Christmas is right around the corner. And, uh, what's going on here? Oh, well, I don't know if that's, oh, maybe that's okay. Uh, Christmas is right around the corner and, um, you know, things are just, um, they're finishing up. We're tidying up 2021, heading into 2022. I want to hear about people's New Year's resolutions. I want to hear them early, people, because people start thinking about them way too late. You got to start planning right now. And uh, last year, I didn't really have many New Year's resolutions. This year, I got a couple. And I'm really starting to, I'm really starting to kind of, cultivate my vision for what I want the next year to be and you know I'm doing the podcast I'm releasing music I'm making music Um, hopefully I'll be doing more interviews on here very soon that I'm going to be releasing I'm excited I really love doing this podcast and it's it's just for fun right now Um, but I'm actively trying to um, get next year to be as productive as possible. You know, sometimes I've, I've started up the podcast and then there's been months where I've let it go. I'm really trying my hardest right now to keep it as consistent as I can through 2022. That's one of my goals is to keep the consistency up. I was really hitting a stride with the podcast and then all of a sudden uh, COVID came and I just put it down for a while and I started working on my album and I was just doing other stuff. I was communicating in other ways, but 2022 is going to be the year of the podcast. I'm going to be putting as many of these out as I possibly can. Like I said, I really enjoy doing it, just kind of talking shit and um, ranting about random things, telling stories, talking to friends, kind of getting a grip on life. I really, really love doing it, and I really appreciate everybody that's tuning into all the episodes. So um, I'm going to stick with the same exact platform, which is I'll be uploading regularly on Spotify and I'm going to try and do it every week on on Spotify Um, and then I'm also going to have the Patreon service which will have all the bonus episodes and music uh, different artist interviews and stuff like that and that'll be patreon.com slash Daniel Mark I've already gotten several patrons on there now it's turning into something cool and um, you know I'm not going to kill it before it's born I'm going to work on it I'm going to keep it going no matter what comes out because I really, I'm having fun with it. And if you're having fun with something, you just keep doing it. You know, some of the some of the episodes have been bizarre and out there. Other episodes have been uh, educational and touching. And that's so cool that uh, I'm afforded a platform where I can kind of, you know, easily enough get in here and make some, uh, you know, make something happen. Make something cool happen. You know? Just get be a part of the rodeo. And um, so my New Year's resolutions are, yeah, I want to be a proactive member of positive content community. Does that sound weird? I think you guys get what I'm talking about. I want to be proactive in putting content out there that I believe helps people 
educates people, inspires people, motivates people, entertains people. Um, there's so much shit out there right now that is negative. And um, even when I shit talk, I want to be positive. You know, it's for entertainment. It's for honesty. It's to be genuine like I've been talking about on all these episodes. It's to, it's to get the realness out. Okay? That's the goal, to get the realness out. To squeeze it out like an old toothpaste tube when you just can't. It's the last bit and you don't have another one. And you squeeze it. You're choking it. You, and you turn it over and you're fi- finally is coming on the tip. As soon as it hits the bristles of the toothbrush and you let go just a little bit, it sucks it back into the tube. That's the world right now. And so what I'm trying to do is be a giver of the paste. I want to give you all my paste. I'm trying to donate my paste to the people and uh, my intellectual paste and um, or, or any paste that people are interested in. Uh, I want to be able to give that paste out freely. You know, I want to I want to touch people's bristles, if you will. So um, so that's what we're doing. We're just having a good old time with it prepping for the new year and uh yeah you know what else I don't, but i don't want to be preachy about it you know i see some things that are just getting too preachy especially around the holiday times everybody's trying to tell you to be good and do some some something you don't want to do i'm not in the business of of telling people to do something i'm just here saying this is what i'm doing try it out try it out it's something new it's the bim bim bop of podcasts. Okay? Bet you never had it. You got to try it. It's very good. Um, Yeah. Well, I love y'all. Uh, this is the big check-in. I'm trying to think about what else went down in Colorado. Um, but everything was just kind of was kind of straightforward. You know, people partying. But um, but it was, a, it was positive. It really was just a... It was a good time. A lot of the times in that venue... You know, things can go wrong. You put music and late nights and some illegal substances in there and you might get a fight. You know, you might get somebody passing out. You might need to call an ambulance. These are the risks that people take. These are the the real dangers of the road. Okay, you go out, you take something from a bud, he's got something, mm, fentanyl, you're dead. You got to be careful out there. But I feel like it was uh, it was positive, and there were like really no fights and no craziness. You know, the first time I went there, did I tell, say this in, in the another podcast? But first time I went to this venue, it was actually a different venue down the street, and... Um, after we played there, after the first set, the entire wall had been taken down. Not just the door had been broken in, but the wall of the green room had been taken down while we played. Kicked over, and I, I didn't know you could do this to a wall. I mean, it would take you longer than a set of music. You know, we're talk, what are we talking about, an hour, an hour and a half? It would take longer than that to demolish any other wall in my mind's eye. But this wall was down, 
and bags were gone. They were actually able to break down an entire wall. It was like it was like breaking into Fort Knox. I'm not quite sure how they were able to do it, but they did it. And then it was like the Benny Hill show. You could see people running around trying to trying to catch these guys. Like, you know, you know, and the, the people are running into the different doors trying to get stuff back. That's what it was like the first time I was there. So to have this really positive, mm, cool weekend, that's that's a beautiful thing. That really made me feel like, okay, it's the holidays. And um, kind of gave me that warm feeling. Um, you know, people are dressed up like Grateful Dead bears. There was one guy in a full shark costume. Um, but those are the kind of things you're going to see at the hippie haven. You know, you have to be prepared to kind of see anything. You know, you might see a titty. You're not sure if it's a man's titty, a woman's titty. It's just kind of a titty poking out in the crowd. You see some heads and then like a random titty between shoulders. Those are the kind of things that you're kind of, that you don't know. You don't know if it might happen at so many roads, museum, and brewery in Denver, Colorado. But I love it there, and I love everybody that showed up. Um, and I just appreciate you. And uh, I know I'm not on stage playing music, but, you know, I feel like, um, I feel like a part of the team. I feel like we're executing a mission um, I certainly feel grateful to be able to see Melvin Seals play. I know that's not going to be around forever. And the older and older I get, you know, we've, we're losing people. During the pandemic, we lost some people. Um, you know, you, you, you lose people. People that I love. And um, I, I think about, you know, how lucky I am to be able to and not just hear those notes I've been on stage and played notes of those people and I've played with Melvin and I've played with so many people that I'm so grateful for and um but that's that's one of the saddest things about losing a musician is those notes will never will never be there again and um I think seeing music live is is just a an experience a full sensory experience that is different than let's say going to see a stand-up comedian live um the energy is the same you know the energy of, of a crowd in a room that's that can be the same and that feeling and that that kind of that electric kind of thing that goes on you know during a show but i feel like a stand-up comedian you can replay um you can replay the video and it's it's kind of the same you can kind of really get the experience from it. And you can, I think, from a DVD, but, you know, or, or DVD, uh, you know, from anything or streaming or whatever you kids listen to these days. You can, but it's not the same as being there, kind of being wrapped in the, in the sound and knowing that this person has um, perfected their craft and is now in live time, you know, projecting that through a PA system and kind of enveloping the crowd into the sound. That, that's it's just not the same. Um, and I'm thinking about my good friend Tony Markellis, who passed away last year, uh, the bassist for the Trey Anastasio Band, and I was lucky enough to play a lot of shows with him. And 
thank God um, my buddy Zach and I took moments out during those shows to kind of just look at Tony, have those moments on stage with Tony, to look at each other, and to just laugh about the music that was going on at that one moment. You know, we'd get into a good groove, and it would be it would almost make everybody laugh the way the way Tony would play. It'd be so solid, and it'd be such an anchor, and it was such a beauty and a joy to be on stage and to feel those notes under your feet and to be interacting with that live and even as an audience member that really lights you up and you know we're not going to have that anymore because Tony's gone and so I try and I think I'm getting older I'm just getting more uh you know sometimes I'll just sit down to dinner and I'll cry you know I'll, I'll be almost I won't sob but I'll, I'll sit down to dinner and I'll I'll be I have these overwhelming moments of gratitude and they're they're coming at weird times. Um, you know, sometimes I'll I'll sit down to a meal and I'll I'll see a, a the four walls around me and a warm meal in front of me and it's that's almost enough to to break me down. Because I understand that wow, that this is now and I'm able to do this and my my stomach's about to be full and I'm gonna be warm for the night and that's and that's and I'm able to experience another sunset and hopefully another sunrise. And hopefully that's, I mean, not hopefully, that, that is, that's enough for me sometimes. That's enough to let me know, wow, I'm, I'm so lucky to just be on this earth and to be experiencing these things in this way. I mean, think about, I could have been born, you know, in war-torn Syria. Or I could have been born an anteater. Or an ant. I could have been eaten by an anteater. But I'm a child. and Or I could have been in Mayfield, Kentucky. They just had a huge tornado rip through and destroy that whole town. And I'm not saying that that won't happen, you know, or, or bad things won't happen. But I just feel very lucky. I was born in New York, 40 minutes from New York City, one of the greatest cities in the world. And uh, anyway, I'm able to have all these beautiful experiences. And... Um, that doesn't go that doesn't go unappreciated and so i want to thank all you guys for um you know supporting me supporting art and music supporting the vision and um being a part of it so if anybody has ever been in in that kind of situation before you understand how beautiful it feels um and i love y'all but anyway, so so that's why I feel I feel these overwhelming moments of gratitude. And sometimes when Melvin is soloing or the band is, is really hitting it, I get this overwhelming um, emotion. Like, wow, I really feel so. Because that, that doesn't happen all night. You got things to do. You're running around. You're yelling at somebody. Somebody's asking you a question. You got to go here. You got to do that. There's things, you know, there's all sorts of extra things going on during the show besides the music. Um, but this last year and a half has been the first time that, you know, I'm not. I'm not running around so much. I'm able to be at the stage just a little more, and I'm super grateful for that right now to, to be able to see these guys play, to soak it in. I feel like I came back. I didn't play guitar for four or five days, and I came back after this weekend, and I'm just playing freer, uh, playing more from the heart. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you need to put the guitar down for a couple days to come back and really approach it uh, fresh. Or you need to hear somebody else play sometimes. I, I feel that way. Sometimes I'm listening to myself play so much that I need to get out and see a show. I need to see somebody else do it. Um, and watching watching the guys do it this weekend, yeah, it was uh, 
that was a blessing and um, and they sounded great they sounded like they were having a really good time so uh, we wrapped up in Colorado everybody's home they're gonna do that local show and then we'll be out in Blue Lake in Northern California for New Year's uh, before you know it the blink of an eye it's all going so quick now it's funny how things pick up and the the whole pace of everything just picks up got a bunch of other things going on today even um you know still planning stuff out and starting to book flights for next year uh so we'll see we'll see you know there was a time this year that i didn't even think next next year quote unquote would even be happening things seem so bleak things seemed so things seemed like they would never kind of be the same you know we didn't really know what was gonna what was gonna happen we didn't know if there would be live music ever again. And even right now, they're going back and forth with the masks. And let's not do that again, people. I want to tell everybody right now, this Omicron variant that they're pushing on the news, they keep saying it's you know breaking news, more contagious, and it's, it's, it's worse than ever. There's more deaths than ever. Well, of course there's more deaths than ever. Because every person that dies is more deaths than ever. And this Omicron thing is less deadly but it's more contagious which is exactly what a virus is supposed to be doing it doesn't want to kill the host because it needs to multiply a virus knows that the best thing for it to do is to become more contagious and less deadly and that is what COVID is doing and so now the, the I'm not that worried about getting very sick anymore now the worry is getting mildly sick and not being able to fly or to work so I'm hoping, let's give this another, you know, I certainly want to be safe and, um, you know, I certainly, uh, certainly know that there's people out there that have medical conditions and are at higher risk, but this needs to become more of an endemic, um, an, an endemic uh, sort of virus it needs to be treated as such. And the hopes is that I don't, you know, hopefully in a year or two, I won't mind if somebody has COVID on the plane. We won't mind anymore. It'll be just like the flu. You get your flu shot, your COVID shot, and that'll be that. And um, it's important to me uh, for two reasons. One is because of work, um, but just because I want to work and so many people want to work. We got to get back to work. We got to be able to travel. And the second reason is fear and just want everybody to think about that for a minute. Why would the government want to keep you afraid? Why would medical companies want to keep you afraid? Why would they want to keep perpetuate this, this story that it's just getting more dangerous and there's a new variant and we got to keep going? Why, 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 why do the news, why does the news industry want to keep you afraid? Well... It's been a long episode, so I'm not going to get into it uh, too deep right now. Well, not, not a terribly long episode, but I'm done talking. I'm freaking done talking. I want to leave you with that thought. Uh, and just think about it for yourself. Maybe you come up with a totally different uh, answer than I do. I'm sure there's people that, that disagree. And uh, to them I say, hmm, go scratch yourself. This is my show. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, just think about it and um, you know I really think fear is the worst thing for people um, and and it shouldn't be 
it shouldn't be an overarching feeling in people's lives anymore. We were super scared in the beginning of 2020 for this thing. We thought that many, 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 many more people were going to die. It's not the case right now. And um, anyway, think about that and, uh, and get back to me. All right, there's my report from Colorado. We had a really good time. I hope people are feeling good, not feeling afraid. Fucking get your shots and get back to life, right? Come on. Do I got to listen to another three months of these guys going on about this shit? I, I certainly hope not. All right, y'all. Uh, be well, stay sane, and um, I'll update everybody very, very soon. All right. Have a good one.